Hello, hello, hello. Welcome all listeners. You have reached the Moonlight Energetics podcast and I am your host, Carrie. Thank you so much for those of you returning listeners for coming back to hang out and for those of you, welcome to this 40 to 50 minute weekly production of channeled thoughts so for all of you for consistency with each episode i am a former registered nurse a reiki master teacher energy intuitive psychic medium light language facilitator human design reflector and a steward to all of nature plus i cook and do laundry (laughs) in this podcast I want to recognize a couple of things. First of all, I took a week off last week. I had to travel to see um, my family and it was a really awesome way, um, lots of ums, to connect. I connected deeply with my parents and my sister and shared some of the experiences I've been having on this journey, this this spiritual road of self-acceptance, just radical self-acceptance and spiritual growth and soul expansion, all all the hashtags that fit the algorithm, right? But it's true. And I spent so much of the past couple of weeks deep in shadow work about authenticity and truth and releasing the parts of me that no longer serve. And how do I know? How do I know these parts no longer serve? And I heard the message, are they actively improving your life in any way? So many times I answered no. So let that be if you are at a point in your journey where you are asking yourself those questions, where you're really ready to break it down and and get into that work and just almost like I'm seeing like a hot tub where you just sit in it and even if it's really hot and even a little uncomfortable it still kind of feels good so you stay there and you just let it wash over you that warmth and that clearing If you are at that point where you are asking those questions, what is my truth? What is my authentic self? What parts of me just are, are, can I clip away like dead leaves that just aren't, I'm, I'm giving it energy, but I'm not giving it life because that part of me just doesn't exist anymore. It's a clearing. 
And I was deep in that space. And Spirit guided me to look at the parts of me that identify with specific descriptives, like exactly how I open the show. All the things, registered nurse, reflector, psychic, medium, seer, all of these ways in which we identify ourselves. And through that identification, my intention is always to roll out the banner of this is what you're getting from me. This is not a conservative in the sense of the true sense of the world, not the political sense of the word conservative, but the true sense. This is not a restrained podcast in which I won't talk about certain subjects for fear of backlash. However, what Spirit showed me is the more we identify ourselves as things, we're actually encapsulating ourselves and closing ourselves off to the potential other. So if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that my former career was that of a registered nurse. Swung myself up the tree to nurse manager, where I found that from that vantage point, I could see a very, very, very sick, broken healthcare system that has been ruined by a colonizer, patriarchal system of government that doesn't actually want people to be better, right? And for my own health and sanity and healing, the guidance was to step away. So that's, but in that career, and I'll only speak of how we identify ourselves professionally in this sense. So many people who got to the point of retirement age, when the conversation in the lunchroom would turn to, so when are you going to retire? Time and time again, no matter where I worked on the East Coast, up and down the East Coast, Northeast, Southeast, didn't matter. The answer was, oh, I'm not going to retire completely. What am I going to do? I'd be so bored. Because for that entire part of their life, in some cases, 40 plus years, they engaged with the being of their profession, their chosen line of work, 
which isn't actually who we are. We are a multitude. And because they get to this point where they can retire and celebrate the freedom from the constraints of this time clock, time card kind of life of clock in, clock out, repeat, they don't know how to celebrate that because they have lived within this cylinder, this container of, I only know this. And I'm not faulting that. That is that is each person's free will. And for many of us, myself included, no other option was presented. Most of us were raised that you work hard in school and then you work hard for the majority of your life and right before you die, you get a little freedom. But you got to make sure you save money so you can enjoy that freedom. And we saw that generationally, regardless of ethnicity or culture, we see that. Work hard, go to school, work hard, get a job, work hard at your job. And then you can enjoy retirement if you don't die before then. And so, so my thought is, what if I did die before I retired? This was when I was still working. What if I die tomorrow? What was the point of saving in this 403B? What was the point of these agonizing days if I don't enjoy my life now? So that was when I started to look at what no longer serves me. And the clear answer, oh, guys, you're going to hear some tummy rumbling today because I'm moving big energy. The clear answer was my job no longer served me. It was a long, dead branch that I kept feeding energy to. And though I had found success, the success that I had intended to find in my career, I didn't go past that because I wasn't interested in becoming more than a nurse manager. I wasn't interested in going back to school for my master's. I was not interested in becoming a part of the administration that upheld and created rules that I did not think actually benefited people. I said, I have achieved everything I wanted to achieve. It's time to find something new. So I started to pay attention to what felt good in my body. What experiences felt good in my body? And I started to realize 
the experiences that I had been engaging in for years and years and years that stopped feeling good. For me, there were some major changes to my diet and I hadn't expected that. And I want to preface this. I am sharing my spiritual journey. Every single person's journey is different. The experience is different. And the choices are different. Because we come from all different walks of life with all different assortments of childhood trauma and upbringing and work life and identifier, identifier, identifier. So this is meant to just offer a perspective for understanding. So for me, because food is a very sensitive subject with me, but for me, I started to realize the foods that were no longer serving me. And I'd like to say, oh yeah, I went completely organic and I'm fully plant-based and blah, 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 but I'm not. But I was able to identify where I need, needed to stop engaging with particular types of food and beverages because it just was not serving my body. And I did it with the understanding that and the flexibility that this might not be forever, but it is for now. And it is for now until otherwise noted. Being until I receive messages or a sense of allowance for those. And because of that, I don't feel like I'm in lack. One of the things that I gave up was alcohol. I am blessed that I did not have a pre-existing drinking compulsion. That said, I am always of the belief that we are one drink away from alcoholism. So that means that none of us are exempt from addiction. And I enjoyed going out for a drink with my partner, sharing a bottle of wine with a friend. But my body just told me no thank you. And when I realized that my body was saying that, I'd pour myself a glass of wine and I'd take a sip and I'd be like, I do not want this. I realized that the way my body was engaging with the world was telling me the things that didn't serve me. And I thought for a minute, well, what is, what, what is my part, what are my partner and I going to go out to do? If, if I'm not having drinks. And I was like, well, babe, you can get a seltzer water while he has delicious old-fashioned or whatever. 
so I was self-limiting. I was saying, if not that, what? There's a multiverse of what? And then there were the other identifiers. Ways in which I identified as a person. I always considered myself somebody deeply attached to the music community. But I was like, let's face it, I haven't been in the music community for 24 years, it feels like. Maybe a little less than that. Let's just say 20 years. I haven't been an active member of a band. I can let that go. And I can let go of all the attitude that goes with that. I can let go of all the fears about how my friends in that community are going to respond to my personal growth, my journey. Because honestly, it's not really theirs to have an opinion on. Now, does that stop people from having opinions? Absolutely not. Do they have opinions? Absolutely. Do I care? Not anymore. Because if there's one thing that I understand, it's that unconditional love is unconditional. It's not based on what my personal belief system is. It's not based on my evolution, spiritually and physically. It's unconditional. And when I know what it feels like to show myself unconditional love, to show myself the same love, to provide myself with the same love that I provide my partner and my children and my dogs, then I know what unconditional love feels like because I'm able to give it to myself. Now, I know we just did a podcast about love and I, I don't want to retread that path but I do want to be conscientious of new listeners. Learning to love ourselves with the same ferocity, with the same dedication, and just commitment that we feel toward others actually tempers there's, it, the scales begin to shift. And the balance favors ourself. And this is not a bad thing. We are not taught how to love ourselves. We are taught how to love other people. Say, I love you to grandma. 
Say I love you to daddy. What about say I love you to yourself? How many of us with our children play the game Tell me five things you love about you today. Now I do that, I started doing that with my kids last year. My kids are 12 and nine, but it's not too late. It's never too late. I learned to love myself at 44. I was so done. I was so tired of hating myself. I was so tired of disappointing myself. I was just ready. And maybe some of you are also feeling ready to release this crazy disappointment that we feel in ourselves and somehow we're supposed to be capable of providing others with unconditional love when we don't even know how to love ourselves. It's evolved me. Learning to engage with myself and accept myself and love my body, love the color of my hair and my grays and silver hair and my dark eyes and my age spots and freckles. Learning to love all the physical parts as well as my emotional and my intelligence and recognizing that I was actually intelligent. <laughs> showed me what it feels like to really be loved. And then I was able to accept love from others in a different way. And I was able to express love to others in a different way. And not only that, I was able to admit when I'm wrong. And I, I'm getting better and better at that every day. Because this, there's no perfection on this journey of inhabiting a human body. We're not meant to be perfect. We're meant to experience life and everything it throws at us. And we're asked to handle what life tosses at us in the best way possible. And since we've never experienced a lot of what life throws at us before, sometimes we mess up. And that's, and that's how we learn. And if we're conditioned in an environment that is not loving, not supportive, doesn't tolerate the things that 
bring happiness and joy to us as individuals, that challenge is even greater because then there's a shame. There's a shame and a deeper sense of insecurity. And if, peop- and if those who grow up in those environments are able to rise above that, that is hard work and commendable work, amazing and beautiful work. But many go through such struggle because they were denied the ability to just be who they are, who they were sent to this planet to be. And so the path becomes so hard and so confusing because the mission becomes convoluted with identifiers. So let's talk about that. Because over the past week, I have been receiving messages about releasing the ways in which we as a collective identify ourselves. And initially the messages were just coming from spirit. And spirit was showing me how placing ourselves in a container closes us off to the experiences that we might not have access to because we are placing ourselves in a container of this is me, this is who I am. But what we are in the Buddhist way of thinking is nothing and everything. We are the universe. We are. We just are. And it was eye-opening for me. Release your culture. Release your ethnicity. Release where you grew up. Release nationality. Release the identifiers of what your gifts are. Release, for some, release ancestral pain, certainly in my life, but I don't want to speak for anyone else's ancestral pain. But I will talk about ancestral pain and the hate that can be bred from it. Because today, I did a a really brief TikTok on this, and it's impossible to talk about it in three minutes, which is the maximum length of time TikTok gives the creator to create a message or, you know, a video. 
But today, while I was sitting on the couch, staring out the window, mindlessly, I wasn't even in a meditative state. I was just sitting on the couch, and my dog was at my side, and I wasn't thinking about anything. I was pulled into a room filled with the ancestors of all. There was not one singular culture or ethnicity represented, but all. And I just kind of looked around, stunned. I was not expecting. That's not typically how I get pulled into channel. But they had a message. And their message was, tell them they have to release the pain and the hate. And they showed me how holding pain, carrying generational pain throughout each generational layer, it's like walking in quicksand. You're trying to get ahead And with every step, you're sinking lower. Because pain is a negative energy. It might even be a negative entity. And our pain and our hate that we retain Though it is not serving us, it is serving the negative energy slash entity that wants to keep us from stepping into our full power. This can be the pain created between two family members who are in opposition. This can be the pain of one culture against another. But it is deep, cutting pain that was born of negative energy. And it is keeping family members, it is keeping people in this low frequency state of anger and hate and hurt. It's not feeding a fire of positive change, of spiritual growth, of inner warrior. W-A-R-R-I-O-R. It is only meant to keep things the same. And the ancestors say, that's not what we want for you. What we want 
is for you to be you. But we want you to be the best version of you that's possible. And guess what? That best version is infinite. There's no cap on our best version of self. The ceiling just keeps getting higher and higher and higher every time we apex. Another challenge, another height. That's what the ancestors want. They're saying, let it go. Lighten your load so that you can get out of this pit. Cut away the dead branches. Cut away what is not nourishing you. If you are in a relationship with anyone and it doesn't feel good, time to examine that relationship. If it feels uneven, painful, is that a dead branch that needs trimming? It doesn't matter what we share with that person or that thing, be it a job, be it a home, be it a piece of land or person. What matters is what is our relationship to it? And is it serving our highest and greatest good? And I can't say this enough. Our highest and greatest good is not narcissistic. It is not selfish. It is bringing in what is in perfect and highest alignment for our growth and expansion because we as humans are meant to grow and expand. We as humans are meant to be open to the infinite possibilities in this world. And this world is in trouble. However, As individuals, we get to make the choice on whether we engage with that low vibration or we cut the branches and nourish a higher frequency. That is up to us, no matter who we are, where we come from, what we look like. We all can make that choice because we are meant to be shapeshifters. We are meant to observe and change whatever we need to 
for our best experience and our survival. And what, how we want to survive is with intact emotions, self-respect, self-love, self-awareness, so that we can embrace a life that brings us more of that high vibration. That's a lot of information to process. And I went into this with no notes. That's not true. And let me tell you what my notes are. The word identifiers, the phrase state of being, and the phrase opening to source. And I'll finish on opening to source because I am sovereign. I ascribe to absolutely no religions. I only connect to spirit and those ascended souls who wish to connect with me. However, I don't imagine there are atheists who listen to this podcast. And if you do, please reach out and tell me your thoughts. But I don't imagine there are atheists who listen to spiritual podcasts. But opening ourselves to a source greater than us as humans is opening ourselves up to the multiverse of possibility. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your support. This podcast is a joy. And being able to sit here and communicate and hope that it hits the right people in the right way and maybe even in the wrong way and, and I can be educated on, on, on how that occurred because I'm growing too. I am not perfect. The last podcast I did two weeks ago was on being a student and a teacher forever because I'll never know it all. I'll always be learning because everybody will always be changing, as will I. And in that process is learning. So again, so much gratitude in the truest, deepest sense of the word. And so much love as you continue on your journey. I hope to talk to you again next week. Thank you. Bye-bye.